Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. everyone welcome back hey look this is a bonus episode uh we decided to do one more this week because i'm in town which is rare alex is here and uh we we didn't think that the one we did last time was good but then i listened to it this morning and it's fine i actually thought it was one of our better ones but we were in a weird position because it was raining and it was flooded so i said screw it let's do one more and it's good that we did because there's some stuff going down um this week that I did, I wasn't able to get to because it happened a few days ago. And I'm talking about the uh, Gillette uh, commercial that came out that everybody, I guess it's supposed to be a Super Bowl commercial. So they haven't uh, released it officially yet, but I guess that's the whole commercial, unless there's more to it. Uh, what I saw online seemed to be the whole thing. So whether they have something else that's going to be on Super Bowl, I don't know. But this is their big commercial, and I guess it's fighting against toxic masculinity. It's basically saying, hey, is this – because Gillette's catchphrase for many years was the best a man can get. The best a man can get. That was their catchphrase. This is when back when people were shaving, which I don't think people do a lot these days. I feel like every guy looks like a Civil War reenactor. And uh, I don't know if they're shaving hell a lot, but then uh, there were then alternative ways to get razors started to happen, like uh, Dollar Shave Club and Harry's and these other places. And so now people started to do that. So I, I think Gillette is getting a little desperate because for the first time in their life, there's alternatives to their uh, razors. Which, by the way, I've ever tried to buy a razor. I think everybody has, even you know, women and men. We all buy our razors. They're astronomically expensive like to get five razors is fucking forty dollars or some crazy shit like so much so that they have them under lock and key at the right aid or Dwayne reed or whatever like you have to get the guy to come over to usually back the right aids that i know the only thing that was under lock and key in was was cologne you know if you if you wanted to buy like a uh i remember carrington was a was a cologne based on the tv show dynasty 
uh, you could smell like John Forsythe, who played the I think it was Carrington's, and uh, and that was the name of the cologne. And you could buy that or Stetson, but you'd have to get the guy to come and open the thing, and then you can get some twenty three ninety five Carrington cologne and hit the club that night, smelling like John Forsythe from Dynasty. But now you go to Rite Aid, everything's under lock and key. Every uh, you know, antiperspirant, you know, razor blades, makeup, everything is lock and key because I guess people were stealing too much. Anyway, so this is the commercial Gillette, the best a man can get. They, uh, You've probably all seen it at this point. It plays out basically saying, is this the best a man can get? And it's a bunch of kids chasing a kid and like a little bullying. Then they show some guys, these are all actors, you know, just portraying shithead guys. They show a bunch of guys kind of, um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, being assholes to women at work, at workplace, things like that. And it ends basically saying, let's do better, men. And Gillette's here to help you <clears throat> if you want to do better. People freaked out online. How let men be men? Why? And uh, some women, like a lot of women, were you know the women that was like Tommy Lauren or whatever the fucking girl's name is on Fox News is just you know she's always got to choose the other side of everything, and uh, so she's screaming about it. And I don't. I wish. I honestly do. I mean, I wish I had the time in my day to be upset and offended, uh, or not even that. I'm that's the right word, but just by a commercial, like. Who fucking cares, man? Like, I, I, should I care about this? Al? You've seen the commercial, right? Yeah, I've seen it. It's, yeah. Um, what do you stand on? Toxic masculinity. I mean, you seem like an okay guy. You're not a dick, right? Um. Yeah. No, I'm not a. I'm. I'm actually a very good guy. Yeah. I think. But uh, I think if outrage is coming in the form of razor commercials, I think that speaks to society. But isn't? But it's not just razor. There's outrage yeah. and everything. And I. And I know we, we keep. It's we keep come to razor. Right. Yeah. We keep harping on this that everybody's upset about everything. And I think everybody always was upset about everything. It's just now there are ways to hear it more than there were in the past. You know, now everybody has a voice. So you, you understand, you can hear their reaction to whatever it is. So this time, but here's the thing about toxic masculinity. It exists. It exists. Like, it, it's not hard to find. It's everywhere. I'm not a I'm not a masculine guy, and and that's you know I I could fix shit in my yard, but I'm certainly not a, a toxic. I don't need to get drunk and scream at a bar. It actually unnerves me when I see it. You know, people like that. I've grown up with toxic masculinity my whole life. I'm on, I'm from Long Island. That's the capital of fucking toxic masculinity, especially where I'm from. Can and I ask, uh, can I ask you, do you think toxic masculinity is the rule or the exception? Do you think everyone's got that uncle who's like that? Or do you think most guys have? I, I don't. Like I mean, I don't. I, I, but, you know, we're, 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 we're like come from a, like a normal, decent family. But I know of it. Mm -hmm. You know, is it the rule? No, I hope not. But, you know, the places you go that you're out, so, you know, where we all go and hang out socially. Say you want to go watch a game on a Sunday. I'll give you an example. This has happened to me this weekend. I don't know if I talked about this on the last one. I don't think I did. I think I was just talking about it with a friend. And sometimes I get confused about my cover-to-cover -cover life, my real life. But anyway, I was doing, uh, I think so, Jesse, my friend Jesse made Peluso's podcast. We were talking about this. I'm sitting in the Rochester. Um, I was up there performing in Rochester, New York, upstate New York. And I'm in the bar of my hotel. In the in five o'clock in the afternoon before the show, I was down there getting something to eat, and it's a very nice hotel and a very nice bar. And the bartender's a very nice woman, probably twenty seven, attractive, good looking lady. There are two guys sitting at the end of the bar, 
they keep saying they're firefighters. Whether they are or they're not, I don't know. But they don't look like your cla- the firefighter we're all imagining when we say firefighter. You're thinking of some hot fire. They look like two little tiny nebbishy dudes who I keep saying they're firefighters. Everything this girl says to these guys, and basically just the way she has to talk to a patron at her bar. Do you want another drink? Are you guys doing okay? How's everything? They turn into some sort of sexual innuendo. I mean, it was almost laughable. to like She's like, do you want another drink? So I don't want another drink, but I want something else. Uh, she's like, one guy had to leave eventually. She's like, okay, I'll take off. She goes, are you leaving as well? He goes, I, I would leave, but the view is too great. I mean, so this girl's got to put up with this shit all day long and just you know go on with pretend and laugh it off and ha 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 i mean what's she gonna do fucking to get the guys kicked out i mean it, it, that's sometimes you just can't do that you know yeah, in as some a case, bartender you gotta make right money. you gotta yeah, yeah and it's not even that it's just like you do really want to make that much of a stink about this fucking thing mm-hmm. like especially when you live in a town like that where these guys you're gonna see them every day yeah. it's not like it's just transient town like here in new york where it's just got some guy on a, on a work trip you know these guys go there all the time anyway so that's the kind of shit i'm talking about that it that is i guess i I mean toxic masculinity i hate saying it because it's like one of those weird buzzwords that we've come up with over the last couple of uh, months so but it does kind of make sense so that's what everybody has to go through and you i don't have to tell you people know what it is it's fucking everywhere and i don't understand really why people were that offended by the commercial because it's true like you're you're making men be pussies like okay maybe is that real? If, if some guys that do you think someone's watching that commercial going, oh, I got to change my ways, man. This Gillette commercial really, really made some impact on me. If, especially, especially if you're a toxic masculine dude. I don't think the commercial. I don't think you watch commercials because, you know, you have low set ears and like cold showers. The, uh, Years ago, <laughs> no. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like three body types: uh, <laughs> a, 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 ectomorph, endomorph, and I forget the third. Mes- I believe this mesomorph. mesomorph yeah. Yes, and and the body types, the personality traits of each body type is they're basically into your body type, and it it's so true. Like you look at a guy like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson has a I don't know the type, by body type it is ectomorph, I believe, <clears throat> and they have like low set ears and. They take cold showers. I read up on this one time, and they're more an ag- they're more an aggressive type of person. You could you spot them from a mile away. I could spot the aggressive guy in every bar or every situation I'm ever in. I could spot it just by the body type alone. Look it up. It's fascinating to to read about these type these body types. So if you have a child and they have low set ears, they're gonna they're gonna get out there and they're gonna start some shit. <laughs> I mean, start, start beating. You know what I mean by low set ears. I'm, I mean, we all have fucked up ears, but the, uh, you, the one, they, they start like down on the guy's shoulders. So that's endomorphic. Is that right? I don't. I, 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 I'm, I don't have the facts on it. I just remember. I believe that's endomorphic. Yeah. Uh, I think the, endomorphic people are more likely to put on like large amounts of muscular mass. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. Like you, you look at watch any of those prison shows on mm. on you know those channels that do lock up and stuff. To eat a peanut butter and jelly and they weigh <laughs> three hundred. Like, like there's a lot of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a lot of guys who have that body type, you know, mm-hmm. who have that that thick neck, and and I'm not. It's, it's white guys, black guys. It, you know, it, it, it crosses all yeah. like racial uh, worlds. Anyway, I know so, mesomorphic are the people who fall in between on body type, and I think ectomorphic are people who the lean, who are very tall, lean, lie, tall. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Uh-huh. The ectomorph's the one you want. Like if yeah. you're gonna fuck a dude, that's you want that body type, <laughs> that sinewy, lean. Some people do. Some people want that toxic masculine. No, 
No, I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants thick neck guy. I think you put up with that, but and and if you know if shit in your neighborhood's not great, you'll marry it. But you don't want it. It's not your first choice. No, you want the lean, sinewy guy. Then the one I am is like the middle. Like he's fine. He'll do. That's what I fall fall into, and I'm not going to cause any trouble. And my ears are perfectly fine. And I take warm showers. I read the one thing they kept saying about the, and the, the, no, I kept saying they're like cold showers, I guess to like calm them down. Anyway, so this cool is, off the back of their neck. That's right, steaming right. their thick, weird neck. Uh, so and look it up. It's interesting. Just read. Um, and that's, that's, so that's the, so, the, so the guys at the bar, um, do you think I have a question? Do you think as guys, other guys, guys with thick necks should approach guys like that and go, "Hey, man, why don't you quit talking to the lady like right. that? It's getting of annoying." Yes, of yeah. course. That actually, I believe it happens in this Gillette commercial. That's what they're saying. They're like, oh. you know, stand up for. But listen. which is funny because when you do that, people will tell you, "I don't need." You get someone your to ass say, yeah. beat every time. It's fuck that. Listen, go by my. I, I've said this before on the podcast. Lead the lifestyle I lead. Just fucking walk, walk away. away. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds cowardly, but listen, in the end, I'm still alive. Like, remember that show? Uh, I think, I don't know if ABC still makes it. It was the one where, what would you do? Where they show like these scenarios, uh, the, it's like actors acting out a scenario. And then they, they, they asked people later, what, why didn't you go up to them? Or if you did go up to them, why did you go up to them? And it's like people fighting in a park. And, and every time I watch it, I'm like, Oh, I would just keep walking. That show, if I, if they were coming to me, show would be five minutes long. It'd be me just walking away from every situation. Like that guy's yelling at his girlfriend. Not my business. You know, just live keep walking. To walk away another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. It's like that song by um, by Kenny Rogers, "The Coward of the County." Uh, when he remember the coward of the county, you got to listen to this. Yeah, song. I, I remember. Eventually, he the, turns. Remember, I think the line is, and then you can hear a door. When you can hear a pin drop when he turned around. Or eventually, he had enough shit. The coward of the county. The coward of and the he county. said, "I'm gonna fucking find." But it's a weird song because it's like the opposite of Big Bad Leroy Brown. It's like yes, the yes, bad, guy. it's bad, bad Leroy Brown. You son of a oh, bitch! I'm Not sorry. Big Bad Leroy. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. I had the 45 of that. It's a Jim Croce song. That's a fantastic. But yes, bad, Jim bad Leroy Croce. Brown. No, it's a similar vibe because in bad, bad Leroy Brown, he bad, bad Leroy Brown does get his ass, he gets beat. His ass yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And 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 in this Coward of the County, which is a weird fucking song because like the girl his wife or girlfriend is like raped in it and stuff. And then he finally, he puts up with the rape once. Like and Ke then, Kenny Rogers song? Yes. <laughs> you got to know when to fold them. son, <laughs> you won't do the things I've done. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Walk yeah. away from trouble yes. when you can. That's how yeah. it goes. Anyway. I, I, yeah. It's a classic. You, people, they won't think you're weak if you turn the other cheek. Anyway, it's slowly but deteriorating. It, it, but in the in the beginning of the song, like he tells the whole song about the girl like getting beaten up and raped in a bar. I think it happens twice. One time he's like, "It's fine. These guys are just having fun." Then the next time he's coward of the county turns around coward and beats some ass. Yeah. So, but so bad, bad Leroy Brown. Did it take Brown. place in Chicago? Was it the uh, was it the antithesis? Maybe I, I don't know. I think it was Chicago because uh, I don't think Kenny Rogers sang about Chicago. Mm -hmm. He was singing about so you know who Lord knows where. But. Uh, and th yeah, so that, 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 <laughs> there is toxic masculinity. Uh, the commercial's fine. I don't, I, I just don't ever get offended by anything. Like it, I, it's all interesting. I like reading people's, you know, people getting fucking frothed up over these things, but I just, am I, am I just insensitive and, and like, um, you know, like some soci sociopath that I have no, like true feelings on these situations. I'm, uh, you take it for what it is. If you're a toxic masculine dude, 
you're probably going to get angry at this commercial. Yeah. If you're a normal guy who's not sitting at a bar, you know, sexually innuendoing the poor bartender, then the commercial is just going to be another 20 seconds in your life. I also think, isn't it kind of weird that like the kind of channels that are going to pick up that commercial aren't going to be the, the low setier type of, you know what I mean? No. Like, like well, no. I think it's going to air during the Super Bowl. I, uh, that's uh -oh. what I had heard. Mm. So that, you know, you're going to get uh, everybody out. for that yeah. one. Um, but anyway, hey, listen, in the end, people are talking about Gillette. And I think uh, as a, I'm not an advertiser, but in the advertising world, I think ultimately all you want is for people to talk yeah. about your product. So I, I don't know if Gillette's hurting. Like I said, maybe they have some competition. And uh, I would rather watch that than the guy who does the commercials for Dollar Shave Club. He's the owner and the creator of Dollar Shave Club, and he thinks he's funny. I kind of like him. Oh, he's <laughs> Such a fucking hacky douchebag. I wish he would double down and <laughs> like it's so he said it's so guy trying to be funny, which is fucking painful to that, watch. That might even be why they're doing it, just because it's the opposite of yeah. their competitor. But and isn't the guy who owns Gillette? He he owns the Patriots. His team is in the Super Bowl in the, these AFC championships. I had games. no idea. Yes. How are you going to own the Patriots and then start trying to tell other people how to behave? Well, that's the name of the stadium, Gillette Stadium. They oh, play okay. at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. So he owns the Patriots. Uh, what I forget his name. It's like I believe in honesty Robert and integrity. Stack, his name Robert Stack. No, that was the guy from uh, Unsolved Mysteries. But he, you know, <laughs> I think Robert Stack was in the Untouchables in the fifties. Okay. Can I ask you favorite Jim Croce song of all time? Well, Oh, well, you're talking to an actual Jim Croce fan. Uh, oh, you're talking so, to another Jim Croce okay. fan. Okay. Uh, well, he has a song called, uh, it's, he, oh, fuck, now I can't think of it. I love Jim Croce, but Bad Badly Roy Brown, I grew up with. Classic. Like, I, yeah. My girlfriend's brother's dog is named Badly Roy Brown. Oh, really? Yeah. I have like hippie uh, aunts and uncles in my family. So when I was a child, I was brought up on all that Jim Croce and John Denver and like, mm. like, like folky music. Young. We would drive around in like our, my, my aunt's Volkswagen and she would play all that stuff for me. So it some really did all that. So yeah. it really does like uh, resonate with me still. I love it. Um, but the one he talks about where his, his girl, Fuck, he, he now lives in Los Angeles because uh, he, he, he fucked over his friend's girl or whatever. I think it's uh, called Operator. Operator. Yeah, Operator. would you help me make this call? Yeah. That I love. Anyway, I love Jim Croce. I could sit and listen to Jim Croce and drink beer all fucking day long. It's one of my favorite things to do is sit and listen to like 70s mellow rock and just drink. I do it at a place uh, every summer. I go out to a place called Montauk, east end of Long Island, and it's my favorite place in the world. And I sit in this backyard of this house I rent, and I listen to Jim Croce and James Taylor and drink shitty beer. It's my favorite thing to do. Anyway, toxic masculinity exists. Of course it does, you fucking loudmouth jerks. And if and I know some people in this podcast are probably, yeah, I have boys and I want them to grow up to be men. Yeah, good. Let them grow up to be men, but leave the fucking bartender alone. This poor girl's trying to make a drink and get through the day and go home. She doesn't want to hear your fucking stupid. And here's the other thing. If you're a handsome guy, six foot one, blue-eyed model with a, with an ectomorph-type body like myself, you could probably... you're in the middle. You're the uh, Whatever. Let me have my fantasies, <laughs> Alex. You, you, know, you know, you could probably get away with, you know, some, some these things. But if you're a little tiny fucking runt sitting at the end of the bar saying you're a firefighter, 
it even becomes, and I'm not saying this is right, but it even becomes more fucking obnoxious that you think you have a shot. Like, look in the fucking mirror. What do you have at your house? What kind of mirror do you have at your house? A funhouse mirror that stretches out your fucking body, you little freak? It's so weird to me that those are the ones who seem to have the most confidence. The guys who are like, where does this work? I uh, I had a buddy back when I worked in hotels in Vegas. He was a very small guy. and he- By the way, a lot of people on the Facebook page say that for a young guy of 27, uh-huh. you seem to have a lot of jobs. People are always like, oh, yeah. He I've, talks about uh, like. I started working at 14, okay, so I've yeah. been in retail forever. And, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. I got, I got uh, over 10 years of solid workplace history. What? Only, 10 years? Uh, you yeah. know, you're talking to a bunch of people who yeah, well, are 50 thir- right now. I've been working, yeah, and, and, and all for their 30 kids, years. And all their kids are mooching off them. So wow. get off my. I've been on my own since I was like all 18. Right. So Let's, we, so have we all. All right. Uh, not where I come from. Anyway. Um, but no, uh, I used to work with this guy, uh, John Green. Great dude. A uh, very scrawny guy. We also worked with a really big guy who was a competitive all right, bodybuilder. Uh, get to the fucking point. Well, anyway, whenever we would all like talk about working out, he would always joke. This is my problem with you. I love you, Alex. But right. you, you, I go too long. You're going about some guy who has this. Well, it, I'm going to tie it together nicely. Tie it together. He was a very small guy, and we had a very big, good-looking guy we worked with, and that guy always felt like he was small, but the small guy would always joke and go, dude, I feel like I look like you, and you feel like uh, you look that, like so me. So that's what it is. Yeah, and he would joke about it, but he just he was tiny, but he had confidence. Yeah. And yeah, the, I, those people Confidence is different than obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I know what well, he was obnoxiously confident, but yeah. I think I think we just got to start. I mean, let's be honest. Were they volunteer firefighters? Probably, but you know, I, I, I don't know what they were. Yeah. I don't know what the situation was as far as that goes. But anyway, so that was that was the big story. I guess it was kind of a big story. It's not in the paper, but it, it was a big story uh, this week. Um, so I figured I would cover it on a, on our bonus cover to cover Friday podcast. Another fun story that I that's actually in the New York Post today. So to stay with the cover-to-cover theme is um, there's, a, there's a bar uh, in New York City called Nello. Now, for those of you who know it, it's an Upper East Side eatery um, that, like, it's for fancy people, for fancy folks. We have a lot of them here in Los Angeles. I don't know, if, if, Alex, if you've ever gone to, like, the Beverly Hills Hotel and mm. these places where, okay, so now at this place, Nello, you're no longer, if you're a woman, eating alone, you're no longer allowed to sit at the bar. Because you, they think people think you're a hooker, and they don't want this hooker reputation at Nello. So they're making women sit at a table by themselves because it's you know a lot of girls work around there, women work around there, and they they would like to sit at the bar just and have a drink, but they can't because <clears throat> this goes back to toxic masculinity because these fucking guys think oh there's a woman sitting alone having lunch she must be a hooker. In these creeps' defense. In Los Angeles, here we have two places, three places. I think it's the Peninsula, the Are Four Seasons, yeah, places? high-end hotels in Beverly Hills. Would that have a bar and restaurant? The Peninsula, the Four Seasons, and probably Beverly Hills Hotel. That are just that. They're like hooker bars. If you want to find a fucking rich older guy, I actually know a friend who went and did this and married the fucking dude. And two years later, she's in a horrible divorce, but she only has herself to blame because she went to the Beverly Hills Hotel to look for an 80-year-old boyfriend. But this is what they do at these places, at the Beverly Hills Hotel and those places. They These girls come in and they sit and they try and, um, you know, get, get dudes. So 
that's uh, that's what's happening here or not happening at Nello in New York. Because So if you girls are thinking of going to get a drink or something to eat at Nello on the Upper East Side of New York, don't you dare, you hookers. Get out of there. Go, de- go to TGI Fridays in Times Square. They'll take you. <laughs> The other, the other story that's right next to it on the same page is Chris Hansen. Uh, I don't know if you remember Chris Hansen. He was the host of to Dateline, catch, yeah, yeah, Dateline yeah. to Catch a Predator, which, when it came out, was the greatest show ever put on television. I know that over the years has been MASH, there's been All in the Family, there's been some fantastic television shows put on the air. None better than the first time I watched to Catch a Predator. It was un. Fucking believable. It was fascinating. And it was even like, it wasn't even a series yet. It was like a special one that they just did on Dateline. And he, you know, he comes, it, we all know it. There's a guy, a predator in the kitchen, thinks he's meeting a young per- boy or girl. It's both. And then Chris Hansen comes out of the back, you know, room and, you know, confronts these people. It was I mean, I couldn't stop watching it. And then it became like a series and then it got a little nuts. And I think people were suing them and they couldn't do it anymore because uh, I guess you can't just film people. Regardless, if you're trying to get a 14-year-old boy into your truck, you can't, you can't. <laughs> and it was just like people would bring food. I mean, it was, and then you almost, I mean, not to, not saying you feel bad, but you almost felt because like some of them were like, they were just slow. Show yeah, up in they, a suit and tie. You're like, what? Uh, no, but then, you know, they were, I mean, <laughs> they were in the gam. And then there was one guy who was just like, he was obviously slow or something. Mm. And then he, they caught him twice, like once in the room. And then later he went to meet someone at McDonald's. And I mean, it was just, a, we, I, I mean, this is an old show, so I'm not going to go into it. We all know it. It was amazing. If I, you haven't seen it, watch. Oh my God. If you haven't seen it, you must have seen it. It was, it was huge 10 years How ago. How do you think that show will go now? Well, it wouldn't. I don't think you could. I, uh, so uh, getting okay. to that, yeah. the host, Chris Hansen, I guess because of that show has had some problems. He, I think he was actually busted and stabbed once. I thought, yeah, he's, yeah. he's had a bit of a, I think he's a bit of a drinker. He's been busted. Not for looking for kids, his cheating on his wife. Oh, Somebody okay. videotaped him. Like mm. basically he was stung by his own sting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now things are so bad that he is going around doing like um, just meet and greets around the world, you know, country, if you want to meet and greet. You know, there's a lot of these going on. Does he have a book or? I don't know what. He just, you could just meet him and say, hey, I love to catch Predator. Love your work. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for the. You'd be surprised how many people would go see just anybody who's been on television just for, I mean, sometimes when I stay in hotels on the road, there'll be these conventions in the hotel where you can just go meet whoever the guy from Star Trek 30 years ago and and he and whatever say whatever you want mm-hmm. to him and for 20 bucks. So I guess that's what Chris Hansen's currently doing. So he had uh he had ordered a bunch of swag to sell at these conventions. He had ordered 355 ceramic mugs, 288 t-shirts, 650 uh, final decals and from a promotional sales limited in Stanford, Connecticut and he never paid the guy. It was uh, $13,000 uh, uh, that he owed him for all this stuff that he was going to sell. And uh, Chris Hansen gave him bad checks, bounced the checks. The guy finally said, you know, uh, your check bounce, which is a pain in the ass when a check bounces. I've had a few happen at comedy clubs. They, their check will bounce, and it's a real pain in the ass. So this guy's finally pissed off, and he says, so Chris Hansen says, I'm sorry. I'll get you, you know, I'll pay you in installments. And even those checks bounced. So now he got arrested for, for writing bad checks, fraudulent checks. So I guess he's out of money because he doesn't have 13 grand to pay for uh, ceramic mugs and T-shirts to go give people on the road. So that's what happened to Chris Hansen. I guess in, in the end, those little perverts who wanted to uh, 
the actually the 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 part that was most disturbing to me for to catch a predator <clears throat> was the little girl or boy. I don't even know what it was. It was like a, I think it was a girl who was doing playing the part. Remember, she was like thirty five, but she looked fifteen. Mm-hmm. That was creepier to me than the the whole show. Mm-hmm. That watching that little girl the pretend, actress. yeah, the act that little yeah. weird. She was like a, almost like a like she had like some sort of um. I don't know. Or like o- pajama over, pants. Like an, yeah, pants she had like off. an overactive thyroid or something. She was like <laughs> one of those people that you see on like Maury Povich. Yeah. They have that aging disease mm-hmm. or, or in reverse. She just was weird looking. And that was disturbing they for were me just to watch. Benjamin Button and all these creeps. Right, right, yeah. right. So that was. Do you think it would have been a good episode of Cheaters if they got Chris Hansen on Cheaters? Cheaters to me is not even the same show because it's staged. It's totally oh, staged. And okay. I, I, I think towards the end, Catch Predator was too. Yeah. I can spot a stage show as a guy who works in television and has produced reality shows. You got you have to stage some shit out sometimes to just keep the shit moving along, and Cheaters is completely staged. Uh, and I thought I think towards the end so was to catch Predator, and people start to catch on when it becomes stagey. It, it's not as fun. So uh, so that was that. Uh, what else can we talk about? Well, the, the big games this weekend. That's the big news. I'm going to Sarah Colonna. I don't know if you know who my friend Sarah Colonna. Many of you do. I know. I'm going to her house on Sunday. I'm very excited to see her. Jen Kirkman's coming. I think Heather McDonald might be coming, maybe if she's in town. And we are going to watch uh, the AFC and the NFC Championship game with uh, Sarah Colonna's husband, who is an ex-NFL player, John Ryan. Uh, played for the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, who's not an ex-NFL player? He still plays. But uh, anyway, that going now, uh, speaking of that, I won't, I'm not going to out John, but I have another friend who plays for the NFL. Another friend who plays for the NFL. Who, when we were talking about the the Donald Trump McDonald situation at the White House, uh, when we were talking about it on here, yeah, we okay. were talking about it last week. It was just a funny. Mm-hmm. I found this shit funny. Mm-hmm. I know it started a fucking revolt on the cover to cover Facebook page. Did it? Well, because people just can't handle Trump shit. Like some people love him, so you can't. Ju- I don't know what. It, even if you like the guy, and what, I, I don't fucking hate Donald Trump, but if you. If you like, why can't you just take a like? I liked presidents too. That doesn't mean you can't make fun of them. Like, people made fun of Barack Obama. I didn't give a shit. People make fun of Bill Clinton. Who cares? Like, that's part of the gig. People get George Bush, remember? Everybody. Everybody. So fucking like people like there used to be shows in the 60s and 70s. That was the whole show laughing. And even the opening monologue of, you know, Johnny Carson, it was just making fun of the president. Well, political cartoons are one of the oldest forms of comedy. It's like, exactly. Right, yeah. yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. Yeah, like satire. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, that was Fox News in the you know nineteen twenties. Yeah. It was that kind of shit. But now, people, you just can't. It, even when it becomes as bizarre as serving Big Macs at the White House, you how dare you? He's amazing, and you can't make fun. He, I just don't understand it. It's like who gives a shit? And I, I also don't understand having so much love for like. Listen, I vote for the president, and. and I don't wear T-shirts that have fucking Barack Obama's face on it or hat. Like, why have a whole fucking Donald Trump outfit? That seems so strange to me. But some people just really have to show their love for the president. I don't get any president. George Washington, fucking John Adams. Why put on the outfit? Fucking weirdos. Anyway, (laughs) so the point I was bringing up was a friend of mine who has gone to the White House because he's an NFL champion, won Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. Said that, hey, you know what? Shit on Donald Trump all you want for hamburgers. But I went when Barack Obama gave us the, you know, 
award and he didn't have shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we were fucking starving by the end because it's a long day. I guess and you go those there. Are, those are pros, not these are pros. Yeah, no, these are pros. Yeah. These are NFL pros. Yeah. So they went there. They were there for like eight hours. It's, I guess it's a long day of kind of like waiting for them. They're and you losing gotta, body mass, right? And yeah. they're fucking sitting and waiting around, and they didn't get a they didn't get a fucking glass of water. So hey, you know what? Maybe there you go. There's there your you fucking go. positive Donald Silver Trump lining. story. He did give these kids hamburgers, and uh, and everybody seemed to enjoy fine it. American foods. They, fine American foods, according to him. And it, you know, it is when you're on the road driving. I mean, yeah, that's what I get ham. That's when I get McDonald's when I'm driving. You're like driving. Where else are you gonna? What are you gonna stop and have a fucking yeah. four hour dinner? So yeah. you get that Big Mac, which is fucking amazing when you're eating it. I mean, it's horrible when you're done. You feel like you just molested a child after you have a fucking. I do. It's I very just heavy. everything heavy about it. You just feel like a fucking horrible person. I feel like I'm bringing up child molestation a lot. <laughs> that's <laughs> this is not good. Um, we talked about it last week. We just talked about it again. Um, with the to catch a predator, my apologies. Uh, I won't. I won't talk about that anymore. Uh, all right, that's it. Let's. How? Where? What are you at time wise? We're at like thirty. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Shit. Should we go on? Let's do because this was a more, bonus yeah. round. So yeah, let's do. Let's do another good story. All right. Well, I, I want to say happy birthday to Betty White. Well, oh, that's, that's right. Today. It is Betty White's birthday. Yeah. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up, Alex. Yes, it is Betty White's birthday. She's like 97, I believe, mm-hmm. which oh, I, I always get a little weird when I see Betty White's trending. I'm like, oh, she's gone. She's but dead. she doesn't seem to be like. <laughs> you just assume it's her death. <laughs> why wouldn't you? I mean, she's 97. Like, but Oh, she's in the news again. That she, poor thing. It's amazing that she, she doesn't seem to be like aging. She seems to have been old forever. You know, she was old when she was young. You know what I mean? Like, we've, I used to watch Betty White on, like, shit, like The Tonight Show in in the 70s. And she looked pretty much the same. Even in The Golden Girls, she looks the same. So, yeah, that, and that's, that's, talk about a poor woman who must have been Me Too'd every single day. Like, that's yeah. before there were any type of mm-hmm. restrictions on that type Especially of situation. Especially when people probably, met, like, mix you up for Sue Johansson, I'm sure. Who's Sue Johansson? That was the old sex talk lady. I don't even know what <laughs> you, the fuck you're you talking remember, about. There was a show back in the day. It was like a, se- it was on, it was like a late night VH1 or something. It was like sex talk oh, with really? Sue Johansson. She was this very old lady and people would call, you, how well, well, are you like? a pop culture nerd and you never I, I don't think I don't think that's a name that's out there because I know everything Sue Johansson I'm, I'm okay almost but it was in Justin Vegas it might have been on like a local t- TV no, station no I'm pretty sure this was Netflix. Like we had would... we had Dr. Joyce Brothers uh, and then we had Do- Ruth Westheimer were ours for if you're older folk you had Ruth Westheimer who would do that kind of stuff uh, anyway so yeah happy birthday to oh the other thing I wanted to bring up um, is today is what January what is it January 17th um, and today is the day that uh, people stop doing their um, their uh, New Year's resolutions. Oh, okay. This is the day. This is the day. This to is give the up. day. Uh, yeah, apparently January seventeenth is the day where New New Year's resolutions begin to end. So if anybody out there made one, I didn't. I, I you know I make the same ones. I I don't really make them. I'm like this will be my year, and it's not. I had my year. 2014 was my year. Um, What'd you do in 2014? Oh, I made fucking a ton of money. I was very successful. I had a, ve- I have, was on like six TV shows. I now I literally had like five TV shows running at the same time. Um, so, uh, okay. Oh, sorry, Alex is showing me this woman. You've never seen this, this old lady. No, uh, I can't. I, can, I can't say that I know who this is. She has she a, talks. She, she she's this is a, a so, video of her talking uh, about chlamydia. So according to her Wikipedia page, I guess she's a comedy writer too. But she's like a Canadian. Oh, I, maybe so I was just watching Canadian. You might have been watching. Tel- I don't yeah, know how she I got, only got it. Thirty thousand views on this video. All right, she might be a Canadian. I mean, I, 
Yeah, I don't Alex know. just handed me his horrible. I learned a lot from broken her. Broken phone it's that he's the, had for. It's the cover. The screen oh, cover is okay. cracked. He's got some. Cr- yeah, he's got the phone that you think Alex would have. Yeah, I've like. got the phone of someone who lives in their car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's about as hopeless as the rest. Yeah, of me. yeah. Phone. You know what I? Uh, the thing I find weird about the phone when you go to like T-Mobile, whoever your carrier is, Verizon or AT and T, and they they do some work on your. Wait, phone. is that an Android? This I do. I have a Samsung oh, Galaxy. Oh man, you yeah. can't even talk bad about my. I don't phone. know. It's, it seems so weird. Like. Phone shaming to me is just so strange. Like, what? You why just phone shamed me. But Chris. I mean, I'm phone shaming the, the condition of your phone, <laughs> not your actual phone. Okay. But it's so weird to me. Like, isn't, aren't they all this? This is the same shit as the iPhone. They're all the same thing. This one's, I mean, in some cases. I've heard a lot of Android users <coughs> say that. Um, well, f- f- I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to get into a phone battle with you, but. Uh, I'll give, I hate Apple as much as any other company. I've, I'll give in really quickly. I just like to bust, you know, bust what, what they say about when you go to the AT&T and the, and the um, Verizon or wherever you get your phone and they start to just work on your phone quickly, the guys, mm-hmm. so, you know, moving it around with their fingers. I feel like the phone, it's got to be like, the. I'm not a germphobe at all. I'm, I'm not, not at all. Like, I, but that, the phone has got to be the fucking dirtiest thing in the world, but they have no problem just zipping around on it with their fingers. And I, they must get all sorts of diseases. Uh, those poor guys, dirty infected. The Genius Bar or the, the Geek Squad, well, whoever it is. Like I'm, so, I, I personally am T-Mobile. So like even T-Mobile guys, like that's gotta fucking be re- like bad, bad to touch people's phones. Fuck. But everyone grabs the phone, no problem. Everybody jumps right on grabbing people's phone. Let me take a picture. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me blah blah blah. Roast battle. You want to talk? Oh about yeah. It? Or, yeah. I mean. They like to hear what's going on in your life. A lot of people like comedy talk, so. All right, well, we'll give them that. I did. The, I judged roast battle. <clears throat> I don't know if my my people. I'm sorry, I'm a little <clears throat> coffee here today. But there was. A, I don't think you guys would be interested in roast battle, but I I judged it um, last night Tuesday night. I judged roast battle. I happened to run to Alex over there at the comedy store up here in Sunset Boulevard. And the comedy store is just a whole scene. It's a wild scene. It's just thousands of comedians hanging out, everyone scheming and dreaming, trying to be somebody. Then there are the people who are somebody. Then there's who are trying a, to avoid schemers. It's, it's a lot of like socializing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's hours of socializing. I I mean I got there early to see you know my, I was with Jesse May and uh, Peluso who's doing it with me, and then Jeff Ross is my buddy. So. Uh, it was fun. Like, you know, you go up and you roast, you, you roast the roasters, which is interesting. You know, I could do that and it's fun to do and it's a big deal and everyone loves it. And, but I, in the end it was a fun night, but then it's over and you, it's more so like Chappelle came and then we went to bed to the back bar with Chappelle and everybody. And there's a lot of just chatting and I'm the, I'm getting progressively worse and worse at just chatting with just Hank. Like I, I, in my head, some people I'm I'm happy to see. Like I talked to Callan, Brian Callan for a little while, and he's a great guy. But most of the time I'm like, fuck, when do I get home? Like, when am I getting home? That's all I'm thinking in my head is when do I get home? And it could, you know, in, when and is that, it socially it was two, we were two o'clock in the morning before we left or something yeah. like that. So it was a lot. I chatted with you for a bit, which was nice. And I won't um, bore you anymore with comedy talk. But yeah, it's a go if you're ever in the area. I did read, by the way. That uh, y- yesterday it came out that Los Angeles had its largest ever tourism year. 2018 was the number one tourism year in the history of Los Angeles. More people came to Los Angeles for tourism than ever before, which is baffling to me because as a guy who travels all over the world 
and goes to different countries and cities. I don't think LA is that fun if you were traveling. If you were a person goes, I'm going. Maybe if you went up to like Malibu and hung on that beach and stuff. LA is a good town if you have somebody with you who can show you the cool spots. But if you're just going to like the local like tourist spots like Hollywood Boulevard and Venice Beach, it sucks. It's not fun at all. It's dirty. It's even, but not even that. It's just not fun. Like I, I, if you have people like showing you around, like to the you know the, the places that are off the beaten path, it could be good. But I don't get it at all. A man. lot of the beaten path is so expensive that it's just Dave and Buster's or it's everything you have in all of your cities. Uh, well, you I, really I think that about everything. Yeah. Why leave that? I mean, you could you got all this shit everywhere. Like mm. people are like I had some great uh, cheese fries in Nashville. I'm like, yeah, I had some great cheese fries down the block from my fucking house. Why do I go to Nashville? <laughs> you know, but everywhere like uh, you know, every city like we have great barbecue. We have great barbecue. Every city's got fucking barbecue. Relax with your barbecue. What is it? It's meat with barbecue. Barbecue sauce on it. I could go get Chris and Pitts or whatever the fuck at any Casey masterpiece at any grocery store and pour it on bologna. What's the difference? All right, I feel like, now I've ruined. Now, now, I've now ruined, we know you're well traveled. I've, ru I've ruined. <laughs> I've ruined our bonus episode. I'm sorry, I got angry at the end. Alex made me angry. He made me, I apologize. He made me angry with his uh, making bring up roast battle. Thank you, everybody. I hope this. You know what? This is just a bonus one, so don't count it against us. And just listen to it this weekend when you're doing your chores around the house or whatever it is you do. You could drive in a Target. You've got the kids. They're fucking getting acting up in the back seat or whatever. Watching the games. You know, you're cooking for you got people coming over let this roll over you enjoy it um and i mean when that gillette commercial comes on on the super bowl throw a fucking brick at the tv if, if it makes you angry and if it doesn't then just sit back and let it happen uh i'm having a fun time doing this podcast thanks alex for always coming out when i was like last minute alex was like fuck it i'll do it you know he gets his out of his car and he comes down and we appreciate it goodbye we'll do it again next week all right take care Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.